Hello. Hi, Ria. Hi, Porva. Did we just start a pod? Yeah, dude, I think we did. Well, welcome back to After 21, everybody. What's going on, Ria? It's so good to uh, put a face after a, a while, actually. I know. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, as we were already like chatting pre-episode, but like quick ep- updates, like I'm down and up with COVID. Um, <laughs> Ria is like working like a horse throughout her entire week. But I will say every time I'm like, oh my God, it's been a week. I'll tell someone else and they'll be like, dude, tell me about it. It's been a week. So <laughs> I have started to become the type of person who like does believe in things like Mercury retrograde, like, oh, this there's is something in the stars because like there's no possible way that like multiple people have very similar types of weeks and types of your in terms of like your energy the people you're dealing with or whatever if there's not some alignment in the universe yeah I mean like you surround yourself with the people you love and uh, you like the most right so everybody has probably something in common so there's that have you kept up with the news lately guys I think I'm I'm pretty sure this morning I read an article that said like there's this super transmissible Omicron COVID sub-variant or whatever that I'm pretty sure I got. I was going to say that. Um, honestly, I think the news is such an interesting topic because... <laughs> so I actually wake up every morning and try to go through and look at news just like when I'm still in bed, which it's not always a good idea because I think sometimes it all actually starts your day off with like negativity. Um, but at the same time, we have to have some kind of time to like understand what's going on in the world. Right. I know. I mean, like I'm throwing it back to when we started our episodes and I said, what a great segue, but that is actually the best segue to introduce the topic for the episode for today's, uh, for today's episode, which is kind of, how to stay educated as a as a Gen Z millennial child and like kind of the implications of just news in general because I do the same thing I try to wake up in the morning and skim through literally skim through the news because I'm just like I don't want any bias but hell I don't know what platform of news is not biased these days you know what I mean like you know actually what's been really helpful for me and think it's the first time this will come out of my mouth is I'm really enjoying what the Instagram algorithm feeds me every morning. Mine is dogs and, and uh, what's the other one with the cheese that starts with B? Yeah, burrata. That's literally all I have. Uh, <laughs> mine is um, Brute, like the publication yes. company. Yes. And I actually do like the way that they spread their news because there's videos. It's not a bias. It's quite literally, this is a thing. Like, did you know that this thing happened? Or like, did you know that like this random fact? So like, it ends up being one of the first things on my feed. It um, translates between that and Pink Villa. Um, Pink Villa is a little bit more biased. Okay, what's Pink Villa for the folks who don't know? what pink villa is it's like e-news 
entertainment news. For like ears, I guess so. But it, I mean, it has a little bit more of fashion in it too, I would say though. So for someone who obviously is interested in fashion, um, it is a good source from like that type, but there is a lot of gossip that goes on in it. So it's not always like, sometimes it is just me scrolling past it. Um, I did wake up the other, other day though and see that my roommate was on it. So that was kind of cool. But <laughs> Yeah, that was really cool. But Brood's videos are very just like straight to the point. Um, mm-hmm. And they're usually pretty like lengthy in terms of enough knowledge to get you like actually know something. And it's an easy way to start the day. And then I'll be like, okay, now let me go read an article. But that's been the way I've been starting my days. That's so funny how you mentioned that your Instagram feed has all of this. Clearly, this is one example of someone who's utilizing Instagram or social media for information, as opposed to the other person who probably looks at Instagram to look at like literally dog videos and maybe like burrata and cheese and all of that stuff. I think I, I, I do guess that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it's been. I don't usually, I try not to because like I've learned from past experiences about how like social media has like killed my brain with like just opinions and like information. And we can get into that later. But I remember um, some the first time I realized I was actually dumb in terms of like news knowledge and what's happening around me was when I was in my internship. And I was surrounded by like super smart finance people. And then I looked at my friend um, and I said, how do you keep up with business news, dude? Like what's going on? Like, I'm so dumb. I don't know. Like, I don't really know what's happening. And that partly stemmed from the fact that I was in an industry that like dealt with current events and it affected markets. So I was just like, I need to know. And she was just like, subscribe to all of these newsletters that, um, that help you skim through. So literally in the U.S., Um, there's this news outlet called The Skim and it's meant for us kids who are like 20-somethings, 30-somethings, we're running every day. So you literally subscribe to the newsletter, it comes to your email and it's headlines, like quick headlines. You skim through the newsletter and you're just like, okay, I understand what's going on. It's like, it talks about what, when, how, um, where, pretty much the basic questions. Um, another one that I read and my brother is a diehard fan of is the Morning Brew. Same thing. Like you subscribe to the Morning Brew and it's business news and Robin Hood snacks. Like we can't forget them. Well, they're actually called T-Boy now. Yeah. I don't, I haven't really been listening to them all that much since the rebranding. I actually haven't either, but it's not because of the rebranding. I just haven't found myself having the time to, um, but I also actually subscribe to New York Times. Yes. Um, and don't, I will be honest, most of their emails are unopened. Um, and so this is actually a tactic. So I'm also subscribed to the Skim, Morning Brew, everything like that. But the New York Times I'm subscribed to from my work email. And mm. I open my work email every single day. I'm constantly staring at my work email and constantly like trying to empty my work email. So even if I don't fully read it, a lot of times I will open it and I will even just like see the highlighted terms or whatever yeah, yeah. it is because it's in that email. Um, I am a strategist though. So, and I do need to actually keep up with the news. So that's been a good way to kind of have that tactic. Um, yeah. But what I will say is that it is still always hard. I think even when you're subscribing to different platforms, Things. yeah, yeah, on how to keep up with it because you have to make sure you're making the time to keep up with it. And sometimes you get into a really good regimen 
I like, I used to listen to T-Boy every single morning and it's been about a month and I just haven't listened to it. I feel like that's a a classic problem when you are, um, like one of the problems we want to address on the episode as well is like when you're a 20 something who is living the classic hustle life, our generation is known to have picked up information on social media. And um, if we're making extra efforts to subscribe to all of these other outlets for the fact of being educated, how do you keep up with it? Because that New York Times example, I have the exact same thing. So I subscribed to New York Times back in my internship days. But like literally every single day, I get like five newsletters and New York Times is one of the ones that I like push aside, not because of the content per se, but it's because of the length. For me, it's like that goes to say something about our generation because their context for like, or blurbs under every headline is so big that I'm just like, I can't, I can't read this right now. That So I'm just like, oh. yeah. I, so one thing I will say, going back to social media though, is that you're right. Our generation, first of all, our attention spans are are much smaller, mm-hmm. and also we're used to looking at information through that. So yes, social media is an algorithm, which means that you can train the algorithm. So I made it a point actually a few weeks ago to be like, I don't want to be looking at the same thing on my feed. Mm-hmm. So when I was scrolling casually or whatever I would stop scrolling casually and I would look up news publications and then I would go through their videos because I wanted that same kind of release Mm -hmm. I guess of what I'm used to but I wanted to use it to get the information that I wanted and through that I started to train the algorithm to know what I like so even the fact that when I open my phone brute comes up it's not because of chance it's because I would wake up and search for brute video yeah or something else or like if I saw it then I would stay on it for longer so then it learned that's what I like to look at at that specific period of time so you can train your social media to cater to you no that's a hot tip I think like if there's one takeaway really out of this bucket for the audience it's the fact that like you know if you can one subscribe to newsletters. If you are in India, for example, there's this app that I just discovered, by the way, it's called InShorts. And it's literally like a Tinder for news. So it's literally like you pick, yeah, it's like, it's an app and it's, it's just a headline of what's going on. And if you don't like it, you swipe left. If you like it, no, you, you don't swipe left, you swipe up. And if you like it, you can just hard press on it and the actual article will pop up. And I was just like, this is, this is genius, you know? Oh, yeah, I know. Um, and then obviously the piece of social media. I haven't done a good job training my social media, but I think coming from the social media genius here, guys, everyone training your social media and tricking the algorithm is a great tip. Another one that I will say that I don't follow, but a lot of people tell me is Twitter. It's a great way to get news. Yeah, I don't do Twitter, dude, or Reddit. Those are the two things that a lot of people nibble through. I don't do it, but I've just heard a lot of people tell me that Twitter is a good place to get news. Um, Uh, It's not a verified answer from either of us but I know it is something that many people do there's a pro and con for me to not wanting to scroll through public forums or outlets like Twitter or Reddit even though I know it's like hard unfiltered people opinionated news that's what a democracy is about like we're always chatting and talking about things but I don't really want to do that because it's like one 
it's kind of like re- when you're watching a trailer, do you ever do this, like skim through the comments of like a YouTube trailer post? And I'm just like looking through their opinions and shaping my opinion uh-huh. even before yeah. I'm looking at the content. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point because you're looking at how people are perceiving it and perceiving your own notion. But something else that I think is interesting, which is slightly off topic, but you get news to be aware of what's going on, right? But then you also get news to like talk about it. And forums like Reddit and Twitter are more known to be like, here's the news, let's talk about it. But a lot of people will not feel comfortable putting their opinions out. So as a community, we aren't as conversation conversational, if that's mm-hmm. that's the right word, right? Yeah. Um, about these topics, we will look at it and just like, you know, keep it. But even when you're in a public setting, a lot of times people don't actually speak about them because you don't want to ruffle any feathers. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think like um, even just something you bring about right now, which I think is lost in our age group is kind of publicly speaking about news like our parents do or like our grandparents do. Honestly, when I think about like our group, the 20 to 30 something year olds in this age, day and age, and forget even like, like we are sisters age. I think folks in that age group are just scrolling through TikTok right now and making dance videos. But like our group compared to our parents in that generation above, our news appetite is probably very, very like limited to one segment. Like I was talking to my dad yesterday and that's where I pick up most of like my Indian news and what's happening um, kind of above the surface level stuff. He was actually yelling at me yesterday that my general knowledge about just like industries have been terrible. And, and he was talking about things that I have no idea about. And then in my head, I was just like, I don't really have conversations about politics with my friends. I don't really have a conversation um, about like maybe occasionally stock markets, like investing, but not really. Um, Yeah, I just don't think these conversations are great within our group. And these conversations are important, though, right? Like to shape your public knowledge. Yeah, I think it's the way that we've moved as society, because like, let's take investing, right? Like if you're going to be talking about investing, a lot of times the way that conversation turns is people bragging about the investments they've made or people bragging about their investment power. And not everyone has the same amount of investment power. So you shut down, you shut off from that conversation. Um, Same thing goes for politics. Oftentimes Mm -hmm. it's hard to have a very open-ended discussion of different policies you truly need a very open-minded group of people to have that. And a lot of people- Very hard to find. Very hard to find. And also kind of hard to find to say, like we're all, we're keeping this like conversational. Yeah. Um, So I think that are, those are definitely two different big ones. And then also a lot of people just are like, okay, I I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, that's kind of like the polarization in the society you see now, right? Like our age group these days, because we're so, we're seeing either leftist truths or rightist truths on our Instagram, on our like social media and on these these Reddit pages. It's, there's no conversation. So there's no happy medium. There's no agreeing to disagree. It's either I am, you know, team global warming. I'm not. So there's no real discussion. So how on earth are we going to be educated? 
I think that that can change though. I don't think that that means, I don't think that we're wrong. First of all, I think it's just the way that our society has progressed. And I think it can 100% change with like each person. I try to actually, like when I'm talking with people be like, oh, guess what I saw this week? This was so interesting. What are your thoughts on it? Um, And start to just kind of start to introduce some of these topics because actually what you will find is a lot of people are interested in having these conversations we've just set almost a little bit of a precedent precedent um, where everyone's a little bit scared or you could also say like I don't have an opinion about this yet I would love to just open this up for discussion to hear different points of view what do you guys think about xyz so you're kind of trying to set the tone yeah introducing or actively trying to introduce a topic in a group conversationally is a great way to kind of expand your boundaries because news obviously there's news news official news but you're also trying to be educated and being aware of like the different dimensions to one issue right like you always you don't always want to be with the similar group of people who are thinking a similar kind of way like when you're introducing something like this in an open forum with your friends it's nice to hear the other POV, right? Like that's when you expand and become more open-minded and become more aware. So um, I actually do this with my brother too. Like I just like dropped a message the other day saying, oh my God, did you hear what Elon Musk is doing? He's being like, he's PMSing. And my brother uh, (laughs) sent me like a news article on something. Or like my brother's really good at this. Like when I'm like, yo, what's up? And he's like, did you see the news? Like what's going on in the news, dude? Like, you know, it's like yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, we do this too. We send each other. I send you like random podcasts that sometimes I listen to and I'm like, you should listen to it. You send me screenshots of things. Like these are very, these if are really like, tips. If you would like to get an inside understanding of Rapoorva and my relationship, Rapoorva <laughs> sends me which I look at her what she says and then I say I will listen to the podcast and don't listen to the podcast she eventually tells me what the whole episode was about and I send her Instagram stories and yes I mean you know you always got to have friends in your circle that is sharing news you know um so I'm glad this is some sort of a functioning relationship um but Ria there's like one piece that I really want to touch base with you on. And I think our audience can relate to this. Sometimes when we're in a group and at at like in a heat of an event, right? We've spoken about how we should open up these conversations, but like there are certain instances in my mind when I think about you're already reading so much about it. And then your friends are like, I really want to talk about this. What do you guys think about this? You're just like, I'm out. I don't want to talk about it. This is information overload because I'm like, reading so much and you know listening so I actually um one have felt that myself and I've also felt the opposite where I bring up the topic and someone's like I just don't want to talk about that anymore yeah um I don't know I think it's kind of a mixed situation because at one point when you hear that kind of stuff you don't want to talk about it anymore yeah um kind of I think what has led to a bit of our like stagnating of what's going on but also I think it almost comes with an overwhelming amount of information right so like you can sit there as a person and read articles or whatever 
or you can read two or three articles and then discuss it with other people. And oftentimes I think that one-on-one discussion is a bit better than actually just reading the same thing over and over and over again. So I think rather than just continuously looking at the same piece of information, taking a step back and reserving that to have that conversation or like is taking a step back and finding that friend to have that conversation with is a little bit better. So like, let's take Apoorva and I were just talking about the new, right? The um, variant of COVID. You can read 10,000 articles and then get overwhelmed over the fact that like, oh God knows how COVID is going to take a direction again. Or you can two articles, you can send it to a friend. The friend can read it and be like, dude, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Everyone's getting it. You can have a conversation about the direction you think it's going to take rather than feeling so overwhelmed. Yeah, I mean, I do think like sometimes you can't escape it, right? Like we are so trapped in a forum, public forum kind of social media setting, right? I bring up social media so many times because that's our bread and butter. Like we spend so much time on Instagram scrolling that like I even remember when COVID the second wave happened in India and like it made global news everywhere. Um, The amount of outreach from the world, not just India, right? Like I had 100 people asking me how I was because I transitioned back to India then. And then like I was opening Instagram and all I saw was just like donation links, like uh, people talking about debts in their families and how the government isn't doing anything and I had opinions and I wanted to vent to people and people wanted to vent to me it was just like a vicious cycle of so much information that I actually took a week off of Instagram or two weeks off of Instagram and I can think of like two or three other instances that Rhea and I were talking about and we don't have to get into detail about those events but like that I had to I think you did too right you took an Instagram detox because you were just like it's an information overload I just exit out of the app when I get that feeling. Like um, I think many people in the U S can agree with the fact that a few weeks ago on a certain Friday, there was a lot of overwhelming information on social media. Um, At a certain point, it was, it was helpful. Don't get me wrong. But at the certain point, everyone was saying the exact same thing. So on days like that, I'll be like, cool. I reached my limit. I'm going off of it. Yeah. And I had a lot of friends who I met that night who said, I saw the first thing of news I needed to, and then I deleted the app because I did not, I know that there's resources, I know there's whatever, and I know that if I look for them, they will all be there. But I know that everyone is going to be posting about this, and I don't want to be overwhelmed by something that's already overwhelming. Do you have this problem? Because I have family groups on WhatsApp. And it explodes when something like this happens because one of our cousins kind of like wants to have a conversation. So stirs shit up and it's just like an entire thread of information that you don't want to read on WhatsApp. And it's very intrusive. But I, I, I like what you said about like taking a step back because really, okay, we're ordinary citizens. What are we going to do? You know, like we can try to influence people. We can try to start a revolution, but we're also like human and there's brain drain and brain fog. And like, you don't really want, there comes a time where you can't really absorb any more information. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think you also bring up a really good point in absorbing (laughs) information is one thing. And absorbing too much information and not being able to act is another thing. So 
it comes with a little bit of awareness, which a part of me is like, wow, broken tape recorder. I think every single episode where you sit here and talk about awareness, but it comes with knowing your own limit a little bit. And I will actually say, I think that we already all know our natural limits and we just try to test them all the time. Like, you know, when you're like, I just don't want to listen to this anymore. Or like, I just don't want to read anymore, but you keep doing it. Nothing good or bad. It just is like, actually it is bad, but like, it's not anybody's fault. I think that um, pressure cooker of doing and doing and doing, at least I know I speak from a little bit of personal experience, but you have to listen to that first initial of like, nope, done. Like I'm good to exit. It's fine. Here is us talking about like information overload and creating another podcast about just like more information for everybody. <laughs> hey, you know what? Take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah, I know. If you information overload, I hope you left by now. <laughs> no, I, I, I genuinely think like this is actually an, a conversation and an episode I've enjoyed recording so far because we're actually talking about important touch points that we face through as like 20 something year olds, you know, like my biggest strategy, you know, and this is a tip or takeaway for whoever wants to take it is kind of compartmentalizing my brain. Like sometimes I always think about like how my dad used to do it. You know, he had the hardest work days and he'd have to come home and deal with like home duties as a father, like, and my mom with so many things. And I think about like, okay, like I can come back. I can, I can do better. You know, as a person, I can try to be educated, but I also have my limits and I can draw that like boundary compartmentalization line and move on to the next bit that's happening in my life because I'm not a politician. I'm just trying to be an educated citizen and there's only so much I can do. Like coming to terms with that reality just helps me. But with that, let's go, go through our three takeaways for this episode, since I know it was very conversational. Uh, The first one being that we want you to stay informed and there's numerous different ways of staying informed. You can subscribe to multiple different newsletters and my personal favorite, you can also train your social media to feed you the news outlets that you want. And or listen to podcasts. It's a great way to- And or listen to podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Just a silent plug for after 21. But um, number two, be that person that opens up conversations with your friends, like introduce it subtly in your phone call or text threads, send screenshots, send podcast recommendations, send newsletters, whatever you can to open up a conversation because that's how you become more aware. And the last one is learning what your limits are. Sometimes information overload is a thing and information is all over the place. Know what your personal limit is and then allow your natural limit to come across and stop. Well, with that, guys, we just wrapped up another episode. I thoroughly enjoyed recording this, Ria. Um, and I can't I wait for too. I can't wait for everybody to listen to this episode. Um, we will see you next hump day. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks, guys.